0: Welcome to the Other Center podcast, presented by Saint Xavier University, with our Bears contributors Alex Shapiro and Eric Strobel. Tony Gill is running the pod, and I am Kenneth Davis. On this episode, we'll give you our thoughts on the Bears' 33 22 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Saints head coach Matt Nagy, who was out due to COVID, uh, Justin Fields' play. Out of every episode, of course, we're going to go over that, and I think we all felt well for the most part on how Justin Field was used and how he played today. And of course, the failure on the defense in particular in the second half, the first half of the game, it felt like, man, if they can keep this going, how they were playing the 49ers offense, man, this, this, my prediction may come to fruition, Eric. And it was, I was like, yes, on Seattle's last episode. When I said the Bears would have a two-game winning streak. Kicked me straight in the teeth. Now I'm out here toothless.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022,
0: St. Xavier University is for students who want more out of their future. We pride ourselves on preparing graduates with the skills they need to succeed in life. Visit xxu.edu to start plotting your path to a brighter tomorrow. St. Xavier University, the best in you. How are you two gentlemen doing this evening? I'm tired, Ken, to be honest. I know. Everybody, Alex has been out doing his thing at the game. Had to sit there, take notes back and forth to interviews. Hallis,
2: back and you know, back and forth to right. Soldier. He's putting in the he's putting in the legwork. He's doing a great right. job. Writing
0: articles, so he, please, that man's feeling it right now. So everyone, give him your energy. Yes, he's working and he's done what he's loved, but you still give him your damn energy. What Appreciate about you? E? How was the football after show? It seemed like uh, the yeah. guys were tapping more jovial today.
2: It was a fun one. Uh, I think it was probably our most fun episode of the season or show of the season yeah. so far. The last three have all been strong for, I think, different reasons. You know, this was more fun. Last week coming off that Buccaneers game was a little more pointed, if you will. Um, the, uh, uh, Lance had a great costume. He dressed up as a barbarian, so that brought a little flavor. Olin dressed up as the coach with a vest and all that good stuff. So we, we had some fun. We had a, we had a, some good back and forth. And I, it's funny. I, I know we're going to get into fields at some point, but what I'm going to take away from this Sunday with Alex and Lance and Olin and Cap, the energy after that touchdown run that fields had on the fourth down, people were up wow. and moving and fist pumping and yelling. And it's about as great of a reaction I've seen to any single play in, in our little green room when we're watching the game in a long time. Mm. so I think that's what I'm gonna that's gonna stick with me much like we're gonna probably look a lot big picture here with fields going you know later in the episode here um just th- I think that play that's that's a signature moment early an early career signature moment for fields you know obviously didn't come in a win
0: that's um, what I was about to say but, but it's so nice with I know
2: but career. but that's gonna be a highlight we're gonna be seeing for a long time. No matter what else Shoot. he does in his oh, yeah. career, that that was an impressive, impressive play. So that that and the reaction from the guys who've played for, uh, let's see, over 30 years combined, they were hooting and hollering and running around like. Like little school boys, <laughs> like they, everyone was pumped, so that that was cool. But I think at the same time, we do feel a little bit like Alex is feeling like we're just tired of this malaise. It's it's just
1: yeah.
2: they 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 were better today, obviously, than last week, but even though you're seeing some signs of progress, it's not adding up to wins. They still only scored 22 points, even though we were happier with how the offense played. And we'll get into the defense. The defense was not good. It was very not good uh, this this afternoon on the lakefront. So there, it's a bit of a a give yeah. and take, a little seesaw give of emotions it. here. You know, you, if you're looking big picture and you're thinking fields, kind of like I I think I'm more leaning this way, like I'm thrilled. I'm really excited about him and, as an individual and as a player, the way he's going. But this team is just stuck in neutral. Like this, this right now, there's the next Bears team that is a winning, a really strong contender, winning team is going to look drastically different. We're just with this team, we're playing out the string with this version of the team right now, and it's it can be a little uh, like Alex said, he's tired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: look, before we we get into the the sadder part of it, and I, you just brought it up as far as the football after show and how everyone reacted in the green room. Alex, I, I got to get your, uh, I got to get you talking about how it went down in mm. the stadium, how, how joyous. I'm sure the fans, everyone just had to stand up and just scream. I know I did at home and my family was down here with me and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's so like, it was one of those places
2: like, oh no, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, no, oh, no whoa, whoa, and then whoa, you saw,
0: yes. it was like, when he gets to the other side, the back end, it's, oh, I didn't think touchdown run, but I'm like, it's open the Jason Peters hit mm. of Fred Warner. <laughs> <and> Fred Warner's <laughs> life. Oh, oh oh, listen. That now listen, that 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 run by Justin Fields is a highlight, but that pancake is a highlight. Yeah, the highlight within the highlight.
1: Yes. Jesse James is doing good blocking downfield, Darnell Mooney doing good blocking downfield. But I mean, yeah, Soldier Field went crazy after that. And because it's an unbelievable play, right? The the roller coaster of it of oh my god, this is another fourth fourth and one that's just doomed from the start. We've seen it a thousand times, but finally for what feels like really the first time to me, that was Justin Fields, 100% fully unleashed. And I think that's why there was such jubilation, right? Whether it's the football after show guys or whether it's you at home or whether it's the fans at soldier field. I think there's that unbelievable release, that unbelievable celebration, because that to me, That play is what we were promised when the Bears traded up to draft Justin Fields, right? You hear about the 4-4 speed. You hear about him being unbelievably tough. You hear about him, you know, breaking tackles. The arm talent obviously isn't on display on that that play because it's a run. But that playmaking ability is something that we have been looking for, waiting for, for so long. And we really haven't seen it. And it's in a huge moment. Right? I mean, fourth and one, 22 yard run that at the time we think is gonna tie the game. Now it's that much womp, more, womp. it's that much more brutal because they didn't tie the game. Cairo Santos, who has been the most money dude in the league, the only thing we don't have to worry about in Hallis Hall, he misses the extra point. But it's like, you know what, it's okay. We had this unbelievable play. And it's finally the thing we've all been waiting for. It's it's here and whatever. We got this momentum back. The defense, we know the defense is going to make a stop. Defense is going to get the ball back. We're going to kick a field goal and he's not going to miss twice in a row. And then the defense lets the 49ers just march down the field. I mean, it, it was like a warm knife th- through butter. They were powerless. And again, that to me is just what makes it so much more brutal. The fact that we finally had this moment with Justin Fields and it was like the realization of everything since the draft. And it's in that huge moment to possibly tie the game. And the wheels just fell off immediately. There was almost no time to enjoy it. There was almost no time to th- like think, oh, this is how Justin Fields can help us win a game because it's boom, this extra point and boom, the 49ers have just marched down the field. And now it's a It's an eight-point game
0: again. Uh, Real quick, and I know you didn't hear this because you were in the press box. You can definitely blame Cairo Santos for that, but really blame blame Greg Olson and Adam Amin (laughs) because they kept counting the streak. And I said to my family, I said, they keep counting, the streak's going to end because that's number 37. It was like, okay, we know Robbie Gold is in the house. Please stop counting because we all know growing up the streak and right then, It was like, oh, my God, he he missed it. And as you just said, it's it's terrible that that was the moment that everything went left when it was such a high. The highest note, really, this may have been the highest note of the season. If it's not, it's in the top three. It's definitely in the top. I think that's
2: the single best play of the season, like by a wide, wide margin for my money.
1: Although I don't think that's where the momentum turned. I think things really went left on the Debo Samuel 83-yard play. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got them third and 19. It's like, okay, just stop them. How how much are they going to flip the field, right? Can you keep them backed all the way up and get the ball? Or are you going to give up a few yards and then get the ball? And then instead of that, you know, it's just like, how do you not get off the field there? That turns into a touchdown, and then – to me, that was really the one moment where things got crazy.
2: That was beyond a gut punch. You're you're already off the field in your mind, right? As a mm-hmm. coaching staff, as offensive players, as fans watching, it's like, oh, this is, let's start thinking what we're doing next. And it's just all of a sudden, oh, he scored, which obviously got taken away um, by review. And then they ended up scoring. I would even extend that, f- that further back, Alex, in terms of the key sequence of the game. And Adam Hogue wrote about this in his initial takeaways piece that debo 83 yarder on third and 19 was kind of the culmination of a of a couple drives that really kind of sealed the bears fate in my mind they they had the chance to go two for one they got the ball or they gave away the ball at the yeah. start of the game so they were going to get it at the start of ha- at the start of the second half they drive down at the end of the first half have a chance to potentially score a touchdown can only mm-hmm. settle for a field goal they get the ball at half have another nice drive puts put a nice drive together but can't punch it in Get a field goal in between that. They let the 49ers get a, a field goal at the very end of the first half. So, right. you only, as Hogue pointed out, you could have been up 14 nothing. You only are up 6 three in those in that sequence of drives. So, yeah. the Bears kick a field goal uh, this for the second time. And then the next drive is when the Debo play happened. So, it's kind of like the air was kind of coming out, coming out, coming out. You'd stubbed your toe, you stubbed your toe, then you tripped off, you know, flat on your face on that play and it just it felt like the bears never really recovered from that even the the fields play, notwithstanding it just felt like that was the moment where you're like oh <laughs> this isn't gonna go well i don't think they finally uh unleashed debo and he was very impressive by the way um okay. Definitely having a, a, a breakout year for that. I didn't. I didn't think he would take this kind of a leap. He's been outstanding for the Niners, but
0: really, you didn't. I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be this. Well, I
2: thought he'd be good. I didn't know if he'd yeah. be. You know, unquestioned wide receiver I don't know. one. Me, like no. Yeah, well, you know, no quibbles about it.
0: Well, one with with Greg Kittle being out a large chunks of both of sure. his last two seasons, but also with the Bears' secondary being banged up too. All right, you look at Tayshon Jackson senior, yeah. Eddie Jackson going out at the very the very beginning of the second game. second play look, of the game. Yeah. You know, I piled on him uh, last week. They missed him. That's just the like I feel like did. I feel like there were some plays on the back end and in the run support. And again, I you know how I feel about some of his plays. Tease Tabor. Yeah. Right through you know, oh I know that was yeah, just through, oh, it, so close. That, that, that's why Eddie Jackson and <laughs> Alex was just putting up his hands when Tease Tabor could have had an interception. <laughs> had an interception and, go through his hands, yeah. Yeah, go through his mm-hmm. hands. Um, I, I feel like that hurt him. I, I got a question too. And it's been a few weeks now. Where is Eddie Goldman at? I saw Tyrus Tonga get in the backfield at least once for a stop. They were getting ran on. And I feel like yeah. trash because I keep telling myself for three out of like the last weeks, out of the last five weeks in fantasy, Ken, you should pick up Mitchell. I'm like, man, you never know who they're going to run with. But he may get hurt again. He, this is the second time he goes off. And I'm like, he had a good different. game. Yeah. I, yeah, it, like there are the bears. It's becoming it's becoming an issue. Usually we can count on them stopping the run. Now Akeem Hicks was back, gutting it out. Uh, you know, had some flashes out there, but you can't can't lean totally on him. Of course, with Khalil Mack being out, and I have to say, Khalil Mack being out clearly affected this def- their defensive performance uh, earlier today. But still, usually they can gl- be glued enough to where. They can be stifle the run. And, I mean, Mitchell was doing whatever the hell he wanted to mm-hmm. in the run game, which, of course, as we know, opens up the passing game. And, it, listen, I was talking to someone from um, the 49ers earlier this year, and they were talking about how disappointed they are in Brandon Ayuk. He showed it, make them happy this game because him and uh, De- Debo Samuels definitely uh, – they gave it to the Bears. And, I mean, Jimmy looked befuddled. He figured it out. But this is a, one thing I'll just say before you jump in. I love me some Cal Shanahan and you saw what he did to the Bears defense in the second half. He mm. figured it out and I won't blame it all on Sean Desai, but Sean Desai didn't make any adjustments to try to, to try to correct whatever it is that Cal Shanahan had figured out in the second half.
2: Yeah, Shanahan actually- really won the coaching matchup second half. Alex, go ahead.
1: No, i just saying to speak to the run defense. I asked Roquan Smith because this is three games in a row now. Right, I mean, we used to count on the Bears' run defense to be fantastic, and I, I, I get Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are great, yeah, but I think each of them were over five yards per carry. Last mm-hmm. week, you're not really expecting the Bucks to run the ball that well. Leonard Fournette's having a nice season, but I, you're not really afraid of the Bucks' run game. Leonard Fournette again, I think he was over five yards per carry today. Elijah Mitchell over seven yards. <laughs> per carry. So I'm just like Roquan. Gashed. Side, dude. It's been it's been three games straight up. Not quite sure, honestly, so even they are, I think, a little bit perplexed um and it came back to they he Roquan went with that old, you know, we gotta look in in the mirror. We can't point fingers. We have to keep ourselves accountable and figure it out. but I if Roquan Smith doesn't know why they're getting gashed running the ball, then who knows why they're not you know, right? I mean, like that's Spring the point. dude in the middle. That's the dude in the middle. Now, is it a little unfair saying he doesn't know? Like, this is moments after the game. They're going to look at the tape tonight. They're going to look at the tape again. And I'm sure he'll have better answers in the future. But to look and feel, like you said, like totally powerless, just Mm -hmm. totally powerless to stop the run is something we are not used to. Um, And you would think, I thought Akeem Hicks coming back was going to be the thing that fixed it. Because that was the the missing ingredient the last two weeks. Kim Hicks was gone and he's obviously huge in the run game, but he comes back today. You've got to figure, Oh, well they should be able to do much better. Um, that was not the
2: case. I mean, they were getting whatever they wanted on the ground, especially in the second half. Um, like Ken said, they played halfway decent in the first half, but the gate, the wheels came off the, the cart in the second half of that game. Um, the Bears have surrendered 467 yards of offense; their most in the game since 2016. That's a bad number. The 49ers never punted. That's tough. And out of all their drives, the 49ers only uh, failed to score on two of them. It was the first drive when they missed a field goal, so they had a chance to score, and it was the end of the game when they, they took the knees. <laughs> so that is not a recipe, especially for this Bears team that is built to win through the defense. <laughs> That is just, oh, it's tough. And yes, you mentioned Mac. They definitely miss Mac. The pass rush was non-existent. I mean, Robert Quinn was doing what he could, but I can't remember a, a play where Jimmy G really felt uh, that he needed to get out of the pocket or felt pressure. Or whatever. It it was just it wasn't good enough. And mm-hmm. you, I think you hit the nail on the head, Ken, with Shanahan. He made adjustments. He knows this this type of offense. So he, yep. uh, or excuse me, the type of defense. And Desai, who's done, I, I've been, I've liked the job he's done overall. I think he's, as a first-time coordinator, has acquitted himself pretty well. But this, he got, he got beat today. He, yep. he got beat. He did not adjust back, or and if he did, it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? Like whatever he did, did not stop the bleeding. And uh, it, it was very, it was def- a deflating way to lose because you have, you know, the offense playing better. You have a lead at half. You have a chance to go up more. You do, even though it's just field goals. And then. Like I said, the wheels fall off and the cart plunges over the cliff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and look, on a positive note, uh, Khalil Herbert. um, Mm. I mean, he's getting off the bus making two people miss. He's not a burner, (laughs) but it's like it's 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 in his he has in the box shiftiness. You know what I'm saying? So where you don't see him and it's like, oh, he just shook him out of his shoes. But it's just the subtlety. And how well he was running and after getting hurt, he wasn't the same. I don't think that if Damian Williams wasn't injured earlier, I don't. I wonder if Khalil Herbert would have even been back in that game. I think that was tough in a positive way. He toughed it out, coming back out. And some of it seemed like it was perhaps the offensive line, but he has the innate ability to know when to cut it back when the initial gap is closed up. And you could see that really he didn't bounce it back. And I was just like, he's, he's not right. You know what I'm saying? So that – That was hard to see, but seeing what that rookie has done is like, oh, what do they have here? And I mean, I'm not saying like he's a world-beater now, but you didn't expect that if David Montgomery gets injured, you could have someone who's more than adequate can fill that hole. And as far as the run package, carry this team. I mean, he's been getting majority of the carries even when Damian Williams has been healthy again. Um, it's just hats off to him. Just try to look some of the positives from today. Um, that that one was definitely a positive when he was healthy um, that I'm I'm super happy that Ryan Pace picked up that that young man because uh, I listen, I was watching today and I was like, man, he is messing with Dave Montgomery's money a little bit. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's a player, man. I mean, that we we give Pace a lot of crap, rightfully so at times, but that's a find. That's a major find right there. And it, it was a little um eye-opening when he had to leave the game briefly. You know, he got his bell rung or whatever happened. Um, and they're down to their fifth string running back. Like, shout out Ryan Nall, but oh boy, like that's not a situation you want to find yourself in. But the running game was was really strong again today. That's been that's been a real constant bright spot, even in the loss last week. We talked about it in, in our episode following the game, like. If you told me they would run the ball that well against the Bucs, I would have said they had a much better chance to hang in the game than ended up happening. But um, the other part of that is Fields. Fields yeah. crossed 100 yards rushing. That's Finally. it's everything we've been wanting to see. And it wasn't forced. It did not feel forced. It just kind of happened. They they uh, there was one play that we broke down in the football after show where they uh, off a of play action they booted him to his right. They drew in Nick Bosa because they had run some run plays out of the exact same mm-hmm. formation and set. Uh, earlier in the game which is the point right you like you you set him up and then you, you do something different down the road um, and he had nothing but green space and just easy 16 easy 16 yards on that play we already talked about the touchdown run fantastic but he was using his legs smartly I felt like today it was not again like I said forced there were a couple design runs which is great um, he just no showed no nope. no correct yes. if it was there yes, taken right yes mm-hmm. great point point we were talking about that exactly I'm sorry. we've been we've been asking to see more of fields using his feet as the game dictates right not saying just we don't want you to drop and run like or just drop your eyes and run no matter what but when it presents itself use that god-given skill and talent and speed and we saw the full package today i mean that that was that that jumped out to me just the way he was navigating everything i i we um next gen stats puts up like the passing charts and everything right with the dots and the completion percentage over and all that they do rushing too and fields had let me check my notes here uh he had 48 y- rush yards over expected so almost half of his yards the average well, yeah, runner would not
1: 22 have got. of them should yeah. have been a minus it, five it, that
2: entire run was probably <laughs> half of that over ex, over expected number but that was a, a part of his game that we knew we had in his tool bag we just hadn't for whatever reason, really seen it. We'd seen glimpses, you know, a rush here to pick up a key third down late or what have you. But it was a legitimate threat all game. He averaged over 10 yards a rush. I mean, that's as good as it gets for a quarterback, man. <laughs> and
0: I'll say this too. It was it was even more impressive that he did it, majority of it, when they needed him with Khalil Herbert was hurt. And like that, having, having your quarterback know, okay, I have to now add to the rushing attack. And as, as I, would, sorry for interrupting you, he didn't hesitate. Like one of the things and a lot of people and you can get me bally, but the first reaction is, well, Matt Nagy's doing the same thing like he did to Mitch. He doesn't want him to run. It's like, why wouldn't he want this young weapon to use his legs, which would benefit him with wins, right? Like just think W's, about that. Yeah. Right. Like that's the goal here. And I, a lot of it, and I said last week is I think Justin. No, actually, I said it when me and you were going up against the the the, the Irish, our Irish friends across the pond. Alex is when <laughs> we I had said a
1: little takeover.
0: Yeah, when I, Alex was trolling, I was like, "I got you, brother." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trolling. I wasn't, I wasn't no, I know you were. I know you were. I know you were. <laughs> but. The, the the point that I was w- w- I was trying to make then was that he's trying to prove that he can win from the pocket, and that's you, I think a lot of that when and Justin hesitate is he's trying to prove he can win from the pocket. And today it was like you know what. The entirety of me as a weapon, not just from when I'm sitting here behind the offensive line, and that was great to see. Because as you said, Eric, it wasn't a ton of designed yeah. runs; it was a, a lot couple, more. Yeah, right. Yeah, you a know, lot of it just was the RPO, which he sold it you. well. because yeah. sometimes yeah. it's like you got to sell that joint, right? Did you
2: see? Like, so, Alex, you may not have seen, but Ken, you probably saw. There was the play when um, um, Herbert was out, Nall was in, and he he it was an RPO, and he and he gave it. He it looked like he gave it to Nall to plunge up the middle, and, and the camera came. stayed with Nall. <laughs> And it was like, oh, he stopped for no gain. All of a sudden, the camera whips up, and Fields is rushing into fields this off out of bounds like right, 10 right. yards downfield. He totally yeah. faked the camera. The Fox yeah. camera the guy. The guy. Camera fields, yeah.
0: Alex, I'm like, get the camera on Fields. My family's <laughs> like, what? I'm like, he has the ball, right? All you see, yeah. Alex, is Phil, at the top of the screen, Fields' feet scrambling up the sideline. <laughs> it was you. something, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that, I'm glad that you mentioned great. that no hesitation, though, because
1: that was the one thing I had in my mind, too that when he saw the green grass, he just took off and went. And I don't know if those were on-designed plays. Like we're, It's also hard from the press box exactly. to tell at, at the moment, is this a designed run, so he's he's just run, 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 run. But from what I could tell, it looks like at some points, there were moments where it was maybe a pass play. He went through a couple reads, maybe he had two reads. And instead of kind of dancing around behind the line of scrimmage, trying to wait, Mm-hmm. create time for his playmakers to get open. It was like, he's covered, he's covered, I'm open, I'm just going. And it was just no hesitation, easy yards, yeah. and it looked effortless. And that's exactly what we want to see. Um, that is the upside that he brings to your offense, is that when the play doesn't work, you still get a first down. And it <laughs> well, and said. it looks effortless. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that no hesitation because that, to me, If it if it is true that those were not designed runs, that to me is a big step forward in growth in the I'm not holding on. I'm not trying to, like, be a hero here. I'm just going to I'm just going to take 14 yards because I can.
2: And that's why all these games, no matter the outcome. I mean, of course, we care about the outcome. But in the big picture, that's why all these games are so meaningful for him, because he's taking these small lessons and these building blocks and stacking them and stacking them and stacking them. This was easily his best game as a pro, I thought, like by by far. And it wasn't against some slouch of a team like, you know, we might have said it against the Lions or something. This defense is solid. They got some players out there. And can you mention I, th- I thought it was you put it well all of me is a weapon. If you're Justin Fields today, we talked about the run. That touchdown pass was a thing of beauty, man. He's rolling to his left as a righty thrower, throwing across his body on the move. And it was perfectly placed out of the outstretched hand of the of the defender to a a diving sliding Jesse James shout out Jesse James for a touchdown he uh he helped our man our our guys David Kaplan and Alex Brown cash a nice little first touchdown score bet on points bet this afternoon so they were very pumped about that touchdown for many reasons (laughs) um but so so we saw like that and then obviously the rushing touchdown those that's the tantalizing mix it's like we have a guy who can do things like this and do it again and again and again. We, we have never had that as a Bears fan. So it, that's that's what kind of keeps me hooked right now.
0: I like when of you c- talk like this Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do this for the rest of the night? It makes me, sure, it makes me feel better with this <laughs> Because I, because, I mean the on,
2: the, on the one hand it's like okay we're we're, about, we're <laughs> we're on what a three game losing streak unfortunately right mm-hmm. we had a, a six gamer last year we had a four gamer the year before it's becoming an unfortunate trend in this this latter stages of Matt Nagy's time here so you're balancing that verse there's purpose at least now like we have this guy that we're grooming and we're building and he's getting this experience so to me that's a little bit of a light in the darkness of <laughs> what's actually going on big picture versus, versus the macro versus the micro right now is, is an interesting dichotomy for me as a Bears fan I'm sure for a lot of people but I'm choosing to kind of Take the the the, the large the long view and be like Fields is going to be better week one next year because of what's happening right now and that's to me we're because we're trying to set up what a decade more of him as the starting quarterback here hopefully exactly fingers yeah. crossed yeah. everything that's crossed good. like let's make it happen one us,
0: what one of us is watching Sunday Night Football right now
2: I'm not no? I'm in my office I, I, I have no TV in my office maybe different. I should get one uh, for <laughs> once
1: in my life for once in my life <laughs> not
0: watching <football>. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but
1: we, we needed drops a for
2: all yeah. these songs
0: from Alex
2: just to put a bow on it we saw that we saw the whole package and it was Ooh. and it was good
0: <laughs> you had me until you start going over the losing streaks I was feeling the vibes were feeling good and it was like oh, I had to talk I
2: had I had to bring it down on you a yeah, little bring it bit down. It getting a little like too the glass lovey-dovey? is
0: half empty too <laughs> Exactly. Uh,
2: they're, they're, it's half. It's it, It's the exact same amount filled as as empty, Ken. That's that's the it's, it's, that's the thing. That's the whole point.
0: <laughs> Speaking of rookie performances, we have the return of Larry Borum at right tackle. Uh, shout out Berlissimo. I know you. I'm get so I'm getting hits from people. I guess they have connections to Larry Boreham. They're Like Larry Borum is starting. And I'm like, you know, don't you? Right. So, um. Anyway, him taking on Nick Bosa. Like Nick Bosa is a savage. All right, and. For for Larry Boreham, who had a very small sample size when after um, Jason Peters got injured in the first game, in the and he came game, in yeah. left tackle. Yeah, and to, to sit there and play fairly well against Nick Bosa, there was some help. There wasn't a ton of help, even though I did like the chipping. It was one play, and I'm still talking about Borm. But Khalil Herbert was coming out like on a either like on a, a wag or a, a, a wheel route. And he came out and he 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 hit those ribs real quick of Bosa on his way out. And then he came. And I was like, I, I rewound. I was like, I love that right there. Just because you you want to see them listen, let those DNs know. All right. Let remind yeah. them. All right, cover cover it up a little bit. But Lur played pretty well for a guy that hasn't gotten a lot of reps, has been hurting going up against a Pro Bowl player, Nick Bosa.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I loved most about that too, was after the game, his confidence about what he had done against Nick Bosa, where basically it was like, yeah, it took me a series to kind of figure out what he was trying to do with me. Like what he, how he was trying to attack me. And like, once I knew what he was doing, I just like took that, relied on my technique and and that was that. And I'm like, dude, what? Against like, that dude. Yeah. Up on a high ankle sprain. And you took one series to figure out Nick Bosa okay and like you kind of got to take him at face value because nick bosa didn't really blow up this game larry borum was not noticeable in a bad way right i mean there it's have the, it's been the best case often. for an
2: offensive lineman we didn't see didn't it hear his game. name didn't
1: hear his name good call <laughs> exactly um so yeah i mean that justin field's performance is incredibly impressive if there's anything that's maybe more impressive it might be larry borum's day at right tackle and I was not super keyed in the whole time. I got to be honest. I was not keyed in on every single snap. What's Larry Boram doing? So they might have been giving him extra help, which I hope they did. They might have been doing the chips, as you said. Um, and again, that just comes rewatching the game. We'll see. But again, at no point, maybe there was like one play. There might have been one play. I was like, ooh, Larry Boreham, I think you lost that snap.
0: But over a whole game against yeah. a fantastic he got him on the inside on the play that you're talking about, I believe. He got him on the inside, but, yeah, you're right. It was one. It was definitely a play, if not a couple, but still. I'm sorry. Sure.
1: But, again, like, over the course of an entire game, that's incredibly impressive for, for a fifth-round rookie who, again, is coming off a high eight goals. Play. had, like, what, three days of practice yeah. before being named the starter? Are you kidding? That also says a lot about what the Bears feel about this guy, mm-hmm. that, like, he came back practiced three days and they're like all right rook you're the starter you got this
2: now that also might have been due to lack of other options available (laughs) it was the fourth starter at right tackle in four weeks which is not a situation you want to be in but i agree with everything you said alex i think the team's super high on this guy i think they think they found a diamond in the rough later in the draft that fell due to whatever you know whether it was weight concerns or whatever else but they definitely helped him out, but it was something that was being brought up in in the, the green room watching with the after show guys a lot like they were impressed that he was holding his own for the most part with uh, a talent like Nick Bosa. I mean, he there were a lot of snaps or it was he was on an island. There was no help. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get beat here and there against a guy like that. It's just part of the deal. It's about mitigating the damage, not completely containing it. But I, I think that's about as best case scenario as you could ask for for a rookie who played a handful of snaps in week one, got hurt, spent has been on the shelf, practiced three times this week, and is like, oh, yeah, throw him right into the fire. Great. If the, if that's a, a guy they can also keep growing and, and uh, see what they got at right tackle, and maybe Tevin Jenkins can come back sometime this year too and they can rotate him in because I don't think you're going to replace Jason Peters with the way he's playing right now, that all of a sudden offensive line might be arrow pointing up Ever so slightly Mm -hmm. after some of the problems we had, but that that was a huge, huge development for me anyway. I I couldn't agree more, Alex. That if they, you know, can figure out with these two tackles they drafted, if they kind of start to have more of an inkling that they haven't really been able to yet because of injury, that's another huge stepping stone to next year and the years beyond. So that this was a really good, a really good uh, (laughs) re-debut for Larry Borum, and uh, I'm excited to see how he can keep going and hopefully they can solidify this line and keep, you know, the same starting five for a few games in a row here and, and kind of get rolling as a unit because they've had their moments. It hasn't all been pretty, but yeah, there I think they calls
0: today. Yeah. I, with the Russian game in particular, hair.
2: they're moving people, man.
0: Yeah. But why here got dinged twice and Daniels got a penalty once yeah. um, stuff like that. I mean, it happens, but some of it, you can't allow it, yeah. especially to stifle the offense. There was
2: one screen pass in particular that was, Really looking good. Uh, that was brought back by an ineligible man downfield. Yeah, that was on uh, I think the first Daniels. possession. Yeah, that ended up in a field goal, but it could have been better it had they it had that play gone through. It was nice to see some screen passes attempted early at the game, wasn't was it? Nice. <laughs> but <laughs> you're right, you're right, Ken. They had a few uh, penalties that got to get cleaned up, and I'm sure that'll be a point of emphasis this week. But I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that that group of five with Borum now, hopefully staying healthy, staying at right tackle
0: And also remember, Borough missed some preseason and training yeah. camp. I do with injury, so I mean, he, oh, yeah. this kid is coming from a lot. Being a fifth round pick, a lower draft pick. Uh, on a positive note, and I know that I, I watched Alex Brown mention this on the Football After Show. Everybody, make sure you check out the Football After Show after, after each Bears game. Um,
2: there were more Wait, real quick streaming on YouTube now. we we try, oh. we debuted that today. We're streaming oh. it live. Okay. So if, you, if you're not in the Chicagoland area or the, you know, the the the, air, the reach of NBC Sports Chicago, Iowa, Indiana, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, I, I don't want to you know 100% say I'm not sure if it's, I hope it continues. I think that's the idea, but check it out. Uh, check out our YouTube page going forward, Great and show. I'm sure there'll be some info about that. But I think that's something we're gonna keep trying. Hey. So, sorry, right, go and ahead.
0: It's, it's funny that you mentioned that today was such a fun sh- and you could tell that you guys had a ball today like the laughter, the ribbing. It was like, I was like, they must be really enjoying themselves up in that bad boy today, but. Alex Brown had mentioned that more players were involved. I'm, I'm sure, to me, I took it as perhaps uh, more in part due to passing game and look at Jesse James with that touchdown. And I love hearing uh, Justin Fields talk about how Jesse James is a, is a player who doesn't complain and clearly, as any player, thinks he, should, he deserves more reps but just goes out there and ball. Darnell Mooney has basically been a safety blanket to Justin Fields. Yeah. You had Goodwin yeah. show up, commit. Look good out there, A. Rob and Khalil Herb. Like God, there was a lot more guys. You saw tight ends actually getting the ball. Both tight ends uh, got three catches today. So, dude, yeah. I mean, you need more than that, all right? We we definitely want more. And I know we're, we're we're looking at this as a as a bad offense, and you're wanting to get more out of it. And we're saying, well, this is this is looking good, but it's not as good as you really want it to be. But I, that was that was that was a nice little wrinkle, and also.
1: There was one snap where they had like three tight ends out wide. Yeah, It was the incomplete pass to uh, Cole Komet in the end zone where Komet was yeah. pretty well covered. And he like kind of put it next to him. Couldn't reel it in.
2: And he like, um, yeah, it looked like maybe his arm was getting held. The other yeah, arm, it was kind of a weird. I don't think it was
1: a bad play. Yeah. play. It just didn't work out. But yeah. I was shocked because as you mentioned, it was Cole Komet out wide. It was Jesse James also out wide and JP Holtz. They had all three of those dudes. I was just like, what? What is going on here? Like, <laughs> we've gone from three tight ends in max protect to now three Splitting tight ends them wide. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> well, it kind of makes sense in a way because Holtz and um, and James are two guys that Fields has built some nice chemistry within the preseason and beyond. So. There, I mean, you talk about safety blankets, that's two guys we've talked a lot about fields trying to get on the same page with them, of the starters because they didn't get as many reps with the ones uh, or any reps with the ones in the preseason slash training camp really until he's took over in the Bengals game. Uh, maybe maybe there's something to that. Maybe that's it's like, hey, this is a weird alignment, but it's guys that have a good rapport and some trust with Justin. So something to keep an eye on maybe going forward.
0: Real quick, uh sticking with the football after show. Olin mentioned perhaps getting some guys that on the practice squad. I think he asked, it was Newsom still on the team? And they said he, he was talking about the practice third practice wide spot. receiver spot. Yeah. Yeah. Trying yeah. to trying to get get some some, some 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 somebody to snap there or get someone who has maybe a relationship with Justin. What was the wide receiver? I'm sorry I was blanking on it. What was the wide receiver in the preseason that was snapping and had the heartwarming story about being Rodney out of the games? Rodney Adams Rodney with Adams. his little dog. Where's Rodney Adams at right now? He's
2: on the practice squad, didn't he?
0: That's what I thought. He's on the practice right? squad. Yeah, sitting behind Damir Bird. Get, let's get like this, This season going bad like this. We need these heartwarming <laughs> stories. Get Rodney Adams ass back out there. We love that in the preseason. <laughs> let's let's go.
2: Oh, it was a great preseason storyline. That was like Definitely. the stuff preseason camp storyline. That, that's the stuff of, those dreams are made of. That was that was something yeah. that was Hard Knocks esque. Have the baby yeah. one night, catch a touchdown the next day. Like, come on, you can't make that up.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. Like, What does Demir Bird have? One catch.
2: He he has not flashed. Goodwin's had a couple moments. He had a nice uh, catch, yeah. and it was more of a, a great play by Fields to to beat a blitz on third and long uh, in the in the first half. So that that was a nice play. But other than that, I wouldn't,
1: short sell that, that, I wouldn't hmm? short sell that route either. Goodwin Fair. did run yep. a really good route, really good release, cut it under the safety. That was that was an overall really good play.
2: Agreed. All right, but guys. I, I, but I would say yeah, other you know Bird. Uh, brashad perryman yet to suit up on the active yeah. roster on game day that brashad for all the hullabaloo his signing team. called or caused what'd um, you say
1: alex what is brashad perryman doing on this team
2: I feel That's you. A great question <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, we have I'm a sorry. question i,
0: I was in, i was interjecting there it's no no it I was neat watching. that was a needed one because it, it, it was only crosses my mind because i remember him getting drafted by the the ravens and i remember thinking about his father playing for the lions and I, it, I was just thinking, like I so saw, I was waiting for him to pop, but he kept getting hurt and kept getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So when the Bears brought him here, I was like, okay, is this really going to work? And so far, it hasn't. So I, I was feeling you when you said, why well, is he here? Hopefully, it, it can't turn around. Even if his career doesn't necessarily take off here, hopefully, his career can turn around. But I think you're on point when you just said, why is Bruce Harper a pyramid? Because
2: I'm looking him up real quick because I don't want to short sell him. I'm looking up who, the teams he's played for. Um, he has he played for the Lions
0: this year. The Ravens, yeah, but the Lions, on Tampa his Bears. pro
2: on his pro football uh reference for Tampa, page, the
0: Lions and the Ravens, I think.
2: He's played so sixteen and seventeen, he was with Baltimore, like you said, Ken, eighteen with Cleveland, nineteen with Tampa, oh, twenty with the Jets, and God then he was Cle- with the Lions in camping. So so I'm Damn, sure he's, he's a nice around. guy, he's got skill, but there's a reason guys bounce around to four teams and five teams in five years in the NFL. So- so you're that, saying Rashad a Perriman
0: like is for the streets? No, Eric. I'm saying he's he's not
2: been able to make he an impact to on the, the streets. <laughs> the I hope, streets. He, hey, if he gets a shot and 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 makes the most of it and is productive and has a great relationship with Fields and shuts me up, I'd be super happy about it. But it, I think there's a reason why he's been bouncing around. Let's, he hasn't been able to catch on, and that multiple NFL teams letting you go and giving up on you is sometimes Isn't a telltale a sign. Yeah. Um, we have a question from the peanut gallery uh, good old Tony Gill TG behind the scenes here if Justin keeps getting better does this bode well for Nagy and pace we're going a big big picture here so I would assume he's talking about like would the shift in focus from management in terms of evaluating these two guys go from improvement in terms of wins to hey if Fields looks like a dude we're gonna give you a little more leash, record be damned. Essentially, that's kind of how I'm interpreting it. Please, Tony, enter in the chat if I misrepresented what you're asking. Um, but it
1: was, yeah, I'll please do it add. as as you presented it, which is I don't know, man. The the George McCaskey was pretty clear when he said we're gonna assess this team on wins and losses. And you already said we're in the latter stages of Matt Nagy's career. Don't, don't feel like I didn't clock that, Strobel. You're like, you're here in the later stages of uh, I did,
0: too. Career. I did, too. <laughs> uh, I, did too. I
2: didn't even mean to do that, but it came out. Like, you sure with did. A end already. I already. Like, wow.
1: He, I said, he knows <laughs> oh, he's okay. that All right. right. <laughs> All right. We're in the latter stages, then. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, but, like, to me, a game like today is not a good game for mm. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. And I'll just lump them together. I'm, for simplicity, yeah. for simplicity right now, I'll lump them together. But like, this is a game you got to win. You were yeah. winning. You scored first out of halftime and I don't like they invested all the money in the defense. All your money's defense. on defense. I Can't was about
2: to say that. Yep.
1: And I just don't know, especially given the fact that George McCaskey said like, nah, we are going to assess this on wins and losses and wins and losses are what matter. Um although I guess he did say that
2: before they drafted he, Fields. He me? said that in the January press conference. So there January, there might January there's there's Justin definitely Adams. it's the collaboration press conference as it shall forevermore be known. Um I
1: don't know though because they they could say like it's not good enough, let's get a new coach like the Cardinals did with Cliff Kingsbury and Cliff Kingsbury yeah. unleashes a uh, year Tyler after Mer-
2: drafting Josh Rosen in the first round, they said, basically, forget this. We're Star Wars. We're wiping the slate exactly. already. I, yeah, I, I it, it's, a, it's a good question because I think, as I've said earlier, I think the development of fields should be the priority for the franchise. Maybe not for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace and their job status, but big picture for all of us who root for the team and want the team to do well. That's what matters. It may be that something else matters to those guys because they're trying to secure their employment and stay here for another contract or whatever what have you depending on what conspiracy theories you believe if they got another contract or
0: not. but <laughs> well, we know, uh, know that's something know i feel like know. what we, we haven't one of them is there
2: right that's something we haven't really talked about a lot is that Nagy was not involved today now he was involved with planning and whatnot and i'm sure he was zooming all week but he was sitting at home watching pry in his basement away from his family like the, like a lot of other uh, people who usually watch the games in their man caves or their you know TV rooms or whatever. So I, I, I found myself wondering about mad Nagy a lot today. Like, what's he doing? What did he think about that? Does he like how this is going, or is would he I be like, like, no, 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 we can't. That plays out. We can't do that again. It's too good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I felt like he was in a bit of a no-win situation today because the cool. offense comes out and plays well That's or so plays cool. better at least, and Fields looks good. Like, well, but. The coach wasn't directly involved with that. That's kind of a black, a strike, right? If they had struggled, then it's like, okay, well, the downward spiral continues. So it's like, it's not great for him in either respect. I mean, of course he was part of game planning and I doubt they would have just gone rogue and done whatever the hell they wanted and, and, and potentially risked having a, a, a bad meeting tonight or tomorrow or bad phone call. Um, it just didn't feel like a good day for Matt Nagy in in a lot of ways. Now I hope he's feeling better. Hope he's back off the list, back in the building this week. Hope everything's good with him and his family he's and the health situation they've had. But it didn't feel like a good day for Matt Nagy with the team having its, one of its better offensive days against a good defense, uh, with him out, you know, out of communication, <laughs> out of the Let league.
1: we'll so check speak. that, but I believe he will be on Zoom tomorrow. And okay,
2: look, cool.
0: That's compounded by the fact that in the presser afterwards, Chris Tabor talked about him and Matt Nagy going over the game plan, but Matt Nagy telling them to put his own Mm. spin on it because you Mm. never know what can happen and you can't plan for it. So Chris Tabor did put his own spin on this game. As you alluded to, definitely they had a game plan, but it was depending on how the game goes, you got to do what you got to do. I was thinking the same thing as you, Eric. I was like, man, Matt Nagy has to feel like this is a catch-22. Because if they play well without you, it speaks to why do they need you, and that's already with you losing control over something that you're supposed to be an expert at. So, like that, it was it was a it was definitely a, a no win situation. Going to Tony's question, I, let me be honest. I don't sep- I, I have to separate Pace and Nagy because I think Pace has a chance to escape. I I I, I do something in me, and I, I wish it wasn't like that. But I think pace may be slippery enough to get up out of this one. Um, I don't think Nagy to Tony for your question, and this is me trying to, I guess, be rational and thinking that the Bears will use logic, which they don't a lot of times. Um, I don't think Matt Nagy makes it, to be honest with mm. you. And I feel that if anybody cites the system changing being a reason not to to hold on to something that's failed since twenty eighteen midway twenty eighteen. It's 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 the definition of insanity for me. So I don't I don't think Matt Nagy makes it, uh, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that, at least at this point. Now, is there room for them to reel off a, you know, six game winning streak and the offense takes off? Of course, that's a possibility. I don't know if the chances of that are very high, but they still have some rope to work with here and see what they can. They can work. They got some slack. Um, I, I. I, I can't, I just can't get over the games we've seen this year where they just didn't look like they belonged on the same field as the other team. Not that you're going to get like, you probably weren't going to beat the bucks, right? Like you probably that's were. That's a, that's a good, but you got completely and thoroughly embarrassed and that's happened twice this year. I, I just want, I, I got to feel that those losses count a little more to the, in the negative on his record. They're not just any loss, right? It's like, man, we looked like we're playing a different sport than these teams that, that stopped us and that's just that reflects poorly on the coaching staff even the, regardless of the talent discrepancy they didn't look ready to play they were sloppy they haven't sli- that's unfortunately been a hallmark of the Matt nagy teams are sloppy they just are the
1: saints with trevor simeon just beat the bucks
2: yes better that's team better mind. infrastructure on that team but still yes you're yeah. exactly right i mean better there's, play call better Kamara, coach but
1: the, there's alvin camara but the bears ran the ball incredibly well against the bucks the Bucks' defense is really good, but the Bears' defense is also supposed to be really good. So, like, I don't even know that I'm buying that. Sean Payton, Sean Payton had the Saints ready to go
2: against 100, and coaching they took matters. To them. Division game two. Trevor wow. Simeon, to
1: Kevin White happened today? Hey, Trevor shout Simeon out! To Kevin <laughs> White. I was gonna
2: put it down shout out Kevin White first catch in what three years? Yes, friend, yeah, friends. friend of odd had a great interview jj stankovic shout out did a great interview with kevin white last year and i think we all came out of that rooting for the guy regardless of his his feelings and his and his his grievances personal and otherwise like that's a guy you want to do well because he just got dealt such a crap hand and hey i don't know if that's going to lead to bigger i hope it leads to bigger and better things who knows but it was nice to see him out there and Hauling in a catch, getting in the box, score, and and you know he's still he's still hanging around. He's still looking for that break. So uh, here's to you, Kevin. Hope you hope it hope you hope it leads to bigger and better things.
0: My thought when uh, when he when he made a, a big play today was that Kevin White. Like that was actually my thought. Like wait, Kevin White, Kevin White. And yeah. to go <laughs> along with um the my last part on the record and how it may apply to who who stays and who goes. One thing that I thought about after this loss. They only have really two more losses, and to me, I know it, mathematically they won't be, but they're probably going to be out of the playoffs. Once you, they only can amass nine victories. I, I, I believe so. I don't think mm. they're going to sneak in. All right, with a nine and eighteen. Well, wait, how would, how would I'm getting this close? Seven, yes, yeah. yes. seven and ten, maybe. Yeah, yes,
2: 7 and ten. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think they're sneaking in like that. So, like, it's they, weird to I'm, say
2: those records, by the way. It right. It's long. just the
0: record is throwing, is, is, is throwing me off. But I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. Uh, so I, 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 to me, if they lose, and I, I expect for them to lose a couple more games, if not several, um, I don't see it still happening. Still got, got were... the
2: Ravens. The Steelers is, is a tough game. You still there got be, the Packers be, again there in there Green Bay. Steelers. like the Cardinals. Cardinals who, you know, still, Look they lost, right but they're in. still looking pretty good.
0: And Tony has this Allen Robinson conspiracy. Now, Tony, the conspiracy as far as, because this this can be several conspiracies. Some people... And I'm starting to see. I'm, We're
2: giving airtime to conspiracy theories uh-huh. now.
0: This is... right. That's so. <laughs> some. So, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. What are you about to say? Oh no, I was just going to say uh, okay.
2: his his theory is that the uh, the Bears are intentionally tanking Allen Robinson's stats and opportunities to garner no. stats to try and tamp his price down. That's the conspiracy theory. I, I don't. I don't agree with it. I don't why? think that's true. Because it would. It, it would. We're, we just got done talking about pace and Nagy needing to win to stay their jobs. That right. is going directly yeah. against that, that goal, that objective. So I think he's had a tough year down year for a lot of reasons. Um, the, the, obviously the chemistry we've talked about with fields is not quite there. That appeared to be, um, still an issue today. A couple times. Um, it's it's just been a tough go for the offenses in general and i think robinson kind of is the face the personification of that frustration that struggle his, his stats aren't even close to being on par i think they showed it at one point during the broadcast his stats through the first 7 games last year versus this year and it was like half essentially i
0: saw some yeah i saw someone on twitter post don't ever say that Mike Evans is is isn't as good, or if not better than Alan Robinson, I was like, damn, I, I was like, I can't say that right now. But if, but prior to the season, though, if you, it would be hard for me to, I mean, go Mike Evans straight because I feel like A. Rob does so much in between mm-hmm. that, that that sometimes it's slept on. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I saw that tweet, I was like, man, I can't even say anything to that right now because how how bad it's been. I'm with you. I feel like this speaks to chemistry. A lot yeah. of it speaks to chemistry. I'm Maybe not an Allen Robinson. The ones head. would
2: have been good. I don't know. Yes,
0: I think. <laughs> I mean, you see, because you can see it with 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 Mooney. You know, like where you can see that the the reps after practice and and so on and so forth have benefited the connection between him and Justin. Also, depending on just where Allen Robinson is with how everything is going, I don't. I think he's a pros pro. But he's a human yeah. being, also, so I, 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 that may that may play a part. Of it, but I don't think it's really affecting his play on the field. There's not a chance in hell they wouldn't get him the ball and and hurt yeah, their own agenda as far as getting victory, so they could stay here. Like, and if you're not going to keep him tapping down, his value isn't going to help. Now, I'm sure you're saying perhaps. Well, the theory is they're tapping it down because they can get it to a price point that perhaps that, that, they can be, they can afford it. Yeah. One who knows if, who knows if he would stay, if that was true, I'm sure he wouldn't say, why stay would if you want? Yeah. Why would you yeah, want if there, someone would do a, that yeah. to you? But again, I just don't believe that the bears are active actively trying to hurt Allen Robinson and hurt themselves. I don't, I don't think that's it. I think it's clearly chemistry as I said. before.
1: Yeah. If that's a real conspiracy theory that's out there, I mean, it's, I think categorically ridiculous. Like it's, it's, it's not happening. They it's not happening. In fact, it might just there, there be there from the time,
2: mind of Tony Gill, the twisted mind of Tony Gill. <laughs>
1: there was, there have been times where Alan Robinson has been wide open and Justin Fields for whatever reason has missed him. There was one moment uh, in today's game where Alan Robinson was wide open Um, for whatever reason, Justin Fields did not get the ball to him. It wouldn't have gone for a big game, but he was open on the sideline, no one around him. Instead, he forced the ball into Cole Komet, into tight coverage, and it went for like a two-yard gain. Um, And, right, like, so is the suggestion that Matt Nagy, or it's coming from somewhere that we're sabotaging Allen Robinson's career this year. And that goes to Matt Nagy, and Matt Nagy relays that to Justin Fields. And then Justin Fields is cool and complicit <laughs> with that. Like, what? I got you, coach. There's too many what-ifs there. About there's it. too many what out and think about it. And I think it becomes very clear that, no, this is a ridiculous thing. There are no Allen Robinson conspiracies.
2: Um, it'll be interesting to see if his name's in any sort of trade. I was, or gonna, deadline. I was
0: just gonna, I'm just gonna
2: say it. I'm just gonna steal it. I'm
0: here. Hey, we're
2: on the same great minds, Ken. Say,
0: that's great that's mind. what the listen. I know on the last show we talked about this, right? I'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> if I could get something of value at this point, I think I will move a rob. And you know, if you kind of, I think for three weeks now i've kind of been talking about like i don't know about signing a rob i think it was a Hogue episode maybe when i, had, I first had the idea but and, and adam agreed i'm dude it with the with the lack of production now i'm gonna tell you why i'm wrong if you get rid of a rob then coverage is all shifting over to mooney at least mm. even if a rob isn't being successful people still know they have to the game plan for a rob so that would yeah. make the game Period is going to make the game harder for Justin Fields, but since Justin Fields and A. Rob at this point do not have a connection, and chances of him resigning here seem kind of null, I'm Same. kind of open. <laughs> if, yeah, if you can get something of value that can benefit this team next season, I'm kind of open to it. But I, only if it's something of true value. And I guess if I have to, I have to say what the value will be. Probably like a third rounder, and I don't sure, think you can get that when a guy who is can, walking out can, on his contract. Who can afford a Rob? Right, a Rob's playing on I'm an expensive tag.
1: one-year deal right now, and cap space is not easy to come by in the NFL. So I think that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, would the Bears consider moving a Rob for draft picks? I agree. I think they absolutely would, but I think you're going to have an extraordinarily tough time. Just finding a trade partner that can yeah. afford his contract at this point.
2: I have and that's, one. A, and that's the problem with their you trade pieces, one? him
0: or Hicks. I have, like I have one. I have a big, trade partner for it. I think I got oh, a contract. Yeah? It's contract Who? for contract. Okay, oh, go get short trading. Oops. Go get OBJ. Mm. I, listen, I'm not an OBJ guy, and I'm usually like, I don't want that dude in my locker room. That's usually mm. how I am, right? But my team sucks. And when the, my team sucks, do you know what I enjoy? Being entertained. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, but also there's no connection between uh Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. It it that that yeah. that experiment is that basically looks like it's run its course. Yeah. But we know from the game he came back and played against the Bears. Physically, he kind of still has it. Now, if if it was a situation where I didn't think he had that cat like reflexes, I'd be like, Man, why pay him all that money? But I'm just saying if you're getting rid of a big contract and at least you have OBJ South for what another another year or two, you don't years. have to worry. You don't have years. to worry next year about getting a number one. You know, you can look in the draft for guys who can grow to be that number one. But I think I would look and 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 see. I think I would. I'm
2: gonna that's I'm intriguing. gonna ponder that. I'm gonna ponder that over the next day or so because that's 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 at least at the very least, it's intriguing. I don't know if it's lie. if it's
1: super skeptical, man. When you were like, I've got one for you, I was very skeptical. You kind of blew, you kind of blew my mind a little bit. <laughs>
2: if you can we're, see we're, his Alex if and can see kind his of body reading.
0: language, your body language <laughs> is so much. I love it. If you can see Alex's body language on like,
2: <laughs> turn on, turn on YouTube and you will.
0: <laughs>
2: so here, before we get out of here, we're we're running long. Before we get out of here, one more trade thing. Uh, we talked about Saints and Trevor Simeon earlier. Jameis Winston looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time. Maybe the season. Can we interest you in a veteran quarterback? New Orleans? Oh my Question God. mark.
0: We have t- we, we have, have a, couple. a couple. You can take your. We pick. have a couple. <laughs> I,
2: I think that's honestly a call that? they should at least make to see if I'm the, the Saints are interested. Because the Saints are a good team. Like They're right in the mix. If they'd rather have like a steady Steve. veteran hand, I don't know. The
0: problem was, think about it. It would take him, what, like two, three weeks before he could get out on the field, though? Because it's funny. Remember hearing in the 49ers, while watching today's game, and hearing Jimmy Garoppolo's career, right? Mm. And I forgot that when he got traded to the 49ers, he didn't start right away. He It took some weeks for him to learn that playbook before they trusted him and he started starting anyway. He, he yeah, like, ran there. off five yeah. victories at the end of the season or something like that, I believe. Like that's my. I'm with you, Eric. I would deal. I would deal either one of them in a heartbeat. I'm only. I'm just looking at it playing devil's I'm sane side. With the, sure, yeah, yeah. With the quarterback being having to know the entire majority of the playbook and depending on. The system. Has he ever played in that system? That that will be my that's my only. But I'm with you. I well, would. Hey,
2: as soon see. as I saw the news, it was. It looks like ACL, MCL damage. I don't know if it's full tears or anything, but looks like James will be out a while. That's my mind immediately went there. I mean, yeah, you're right. if they want to you're do right. something and about he's it coming it, back, he's, he's
1: expected to come back next week. So maybe who it's is the same, like we're Taysom Hill.
2: Oh, Taysom. Right, 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 right. Because he, he's so been a concussed. Be he's missed a couple with concussion yeah. protocol, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I guess it depends on how you feel about Taysom Hill as a passer, as a starting quarterback, if you're Sean Payton, right? Obviously, they paid him to keep him there, and they like what he brings. But now that you're face staring down the prospect of him basically being your starter the rest of the way, or Trevor Simeon, maybe maybe an Andy Dalton, who's been there, done that, uh, might look appealing. Who knows? Who knows? Just, well, just me, throwing it out there
0: into the I'll ether. I'll pick you back. I'll piggyback with you on this, though. Even if it may take a second before he gets on the field, you may not just look at it as a one-season thing. And I know that mm. um, I know his contract is up, But Andy Dalton's contract is up after this season. But I think we all know that Jamin Winston is, is not the answer in New Orleans. And if Taysom Hill was, you wouldn't have started Jam- Jamison this season over him. As you look for that guy, perhaps, to be the stopgap, stopgap until Sean Payton gets the young quarterback that he hopes can turn into his next Andy degree. Andy a
2: lot in life, stopgap. Yeah, it, he may,
0: you, know, you have a good stopgap right here, someone who can run your offense the way you want your offense ran compared to Jameis because early at the beginning of the season when James was throwing it down the field, we thought, hey, they got a guy that can now bomb, the, bomb him from all over compared to Drew Brees when his arm has started to whittle away. So I, I'm with you if you look at it over the long haul, perhaps, and not just for the remainder of the season, but who knows? And we're doing fantasy stuff right now anyway. All right, that's it for the, um, the Center podcast. We'll be back this Wednesday with Adam Hogue and Friday. Rate, file review, hit us with the five-star. And you already ho- heard Eric talk about Cap and Alex winning on points bet. So if you want to get you some cash, make sure you use a points bet. Look around; you can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.